Zeef, Gungan Detective. Captain Worm of Ithor. Zavix, Jedi Master, Philanthropist, Playboy. Narset Jin, Jedi Sorceress. And I'm GM Lurch, everybody else. And this is Star Wars, showdown on Iceball Stage. Hello there, GM Lurch Lurchington here, ready with another episode of Showdown on Iceball Station. As usual, our players and their characters are with me tonight. We've got Narset Jin, played by the Bendu. Hello there. Warum, played by Dan. Hey, everyone. Zavix, played by David. Hello. And Zeef, played by our host, Kyle. Hello there. Players, if you're ready to roll Destiny, let's see if the Force is with us tonight. One dark side. Two dark sides. Three. Three dark sides. Uh -oh. Ah, ah, ah. And oh me boy. for Bendu. This is gonna four, be one of the, this is gonna be one of those sessions, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are definitely not fighting great. today. You guys might not make it out of Fishtown this morning, frankly, and just because combat can take a while. I didn't know my hangover was gonna be that bad. Oh, right. <laughs> that uh, blinking That's message those... on the on the comm is not gonna be good news. Mm. In fact, it might just be a bomb at this point. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And we got a voicemail. Mm -hmm. Click. Yes, well, with all of that to worry about, we are going to start instead at Birdie's Nest. Upstairs to the left, in the last two rooms on the left, overlooking the main room, in two cell-like rooms are our Jedi, Narset Jin and Zavik Silverstar. Zavik, you wake up troubled this morning. You realize that in traveling here to Hut Space, turning your eye away from the goings-on with the war, you have put yourself half a galaxy closer to Pantora than you've been in a couple of years now. Maybe you had some things left unsaid when you left. Uh, certainly, you know that the situation on the world was not the most stable one politically when you left. You know that while the New Jedi Order is apolitical, it has certainly thrown its weight behind the Republic during the war against the Vong, some would say to the negligence of the Rim. And here you are, half a galaxy closer to Pantor than you've been in a number of years. So your strained threshold, because your obligation was triggered before the session began, is going to be too lower than it would be otherwise for the length of the session, because your mind is All I can occupied. Think about Mm -hmm. oh, will gosh. be on your mind oh, Pantoa. as you uh, wake up this morning. Oh, I had such a bad dream. Uh, Narset Jin, for the first time in weeks, your dream last night were not filled with the recurring images of this world that you've now landed on and the strangers that you made the acquaintance of last night. Even the view of the factory and the workers streaming up to it, you can see out of the small window next to your bed here on the second floor of Birdie's Nest. Distant, down around the curve of the bay, you can see the gas works in the distance. Um, and traveling up and down the side of the mountain to the refinery above at the peak at the volcano's rim, you see alpine gondolas, sort of big personnel carrying units traveling along a suspended electrolaser line passing between pylons up the side of the mountain and distant there at the gas works you can see some of these gondolas taking off 
from the platform there. And you can feel the lives of the workers in the force that are heading up before their morning shift begin. Who are the workers? Are the crab people the workers? The crab people are not the workers. The crab people oh. are the natives, and some of them do live here uh, in Fishtown um, and have sort of elevated themselves above the tribal technology level of most of the natives on this planet, you know, and trade with the off-worlders here. Um, but most of the workers are aliens who have been moved here by the huts to work. Um, a lot of the Aqualash and Gagorans that you saw at the bar last night used to work at the factory. The people who live in Fishtown no longer work at the factory or for the huts. They have their freedom, but they haven't left Iceball yet. And they work as fishermen and dock workers here in Fishtown. And they used to work to support the casino before its business dried up when the remnant came in. So now Fishtown's economy has sort of been tanking. Uh, but all of the people in the city at the back of the bay, 20,000 people there, most of them work at the factory up at the top of the mountain, and they are Aqualition Gagorans as well as Celestians and Deveronians. A lot of species that are either comfortable living on a freezing world or comfortable working in a volcano, surprisingly enough. Because the huts running this enterprise are not idiots, and the enterprise that they took over from the mining guild was set up to run well. So. They've been keeping it running fairly well for this time. There aren't like complaints about the factory. It's grueling work and the guys who get their freedom, you know, and move to Fishtown are certainly happy with it. But like, as far as like working for huts go, yeah, if you're gonna work on a, on a volcano on an ice ball, like it's a well-run volcano on an ice ball. And like, again, there's drug trade that the huts run that hasn't been like deadly until recently. And, you know, most of your cases, Z, for not, you know, like, it's not simmering in the city, right? or at least it hasn't been, you know, but you've got to go in and talk to Spider after your hangover wears mm -hmm. off later. But for now, Narset, you can just feel in the force there across the bay, uh, you know, the workers there a couple miles, you know, outside of town at the gas work. It's actually pretty far away, but whatever. This is narrative, so you can feel them heading up to work. And that also syncs with your dream. You know, somewhere up there in that factory, there's a metal platform that extends out into a volcano. And at some point in the future, you know, you guys will be up there. But uh, other than that, everything else is lined up and you didn't have those dreams anymore. But because you did we met in the casino the previous day, today we are getting a tour of the factory. That's what he insinuated he could do. Uh, he says he's a financial man who has all sorts of ties throughout hut space and the rim. Um, you know, now that he's set himself up here, you know, and he talked a big game. He said he wanted to either meet you out there at 10 o'clock or at the casino anytime in the morning if you needed, you know, if you wanted to accompany him out there. Yeah. Um, and it's early now. It's just before sunrise. You know, the workers are heading in before the morning shift to get started. And gondolas are bringing down the workers from the night shift as well along similar tracks. But... You know, it's early, you're Jedi, you're early riser. And uh, there are some other occupants in other rooms up here, but uh, otherwise, you know, you're both awake within a few moments of each other. And, you know, Zavix, you've got things on your mind, Narset, you know, the things that have been weighing on your mind are starting to line up, maybe finally. You know, you know, you don't know it, what the why yet, wise, but you know but you're in the where. Wise, yeah. Right, you know the, you know, you know that you're finally at the where. 
if not the why yet. And other than that, uh, once your doors open uh, from down below, uh, you can hear the sound of clicking. What was what was your sleep like? How fair you? You obviously have something on your mind, Master Zavix. My mind uh, wanders to Pantora. We have an appointment uh, with uh, uh, with the the financier to go up to the top of the mountain this morning, if we so choose. So, what do we have to do to get in touch with that financier and that archaeologist? Guessing we can meet them over at the casino. Again, it's early. It's pre sunrise uh, at this hour, and they did say they'd meet you, but not for like four hours. Time was the time he said to meet over at the the gas works to travel up the mountain. So you do have time this morning before then. You can head over there now, certainly. Now, a building like that is open um, all hours, but it's probably only uh, droids and hungover stormtrooper right now. So Birdie, he's downstairs a cooking is what you can hear. Uh, delicious smells have now wafted up to your noses as you stand by the waist-high balcony and look down and see uh, many of the table. And if you look straight down over the railing, you can see the blue protocol droid that work behind the bar. Narset, uh, I think it's time for some breakfast. Why don't, why don't we head down and see what they have to offer and uh, end our day a little bit. I'm going to walk down to the cooking is. Yeah, so as you head downstairs, you see that... I want to gauge their, I want to gauge their reaction to my uniform. However okay. they react is going to be like my... Makes sense to me. So the droid behind the bar turns and sees you um, and like comes alert in a protocol droidy manner. Uh, as its first reaction, but then relaxes and just gestures to all the open tables and seating and says, uh, breakfast will be a moment. There are a couple of doors off this place, and I'm going to describe it more because it was very crowded with drunk dock work last night. The floor is, and walls are metallic. It was a warehouse, but now uh, the main area which is two stories, and you can see the walkway uh, where your rooms are above your head as you come out of the stairway. Has hung lighting. Above it, the bars have a synthetic wood grain top. The blue protocol droid is a cast off from the city. There's a private room. Uh, there's a refresher. There is a locked door to Birdie's suite. And then there are two doors back to the kitchen, uh, which are open, from which you can hear the sounds of cooking and as you uh, approach uh, to take a table where you can see through the door you see birdie is back in the kitchen with what has to be an adolescent native uh, because he only comes up to her shoulders birdie herself is a large vesselisk woman seven feet tall forearms uh, matronly in stature uh, and demeanor from your when she brought you upstairs she put you in the last rooms on the left she said a ship is going to be in soon, uh, and the captains of the two ships are going to want the larger rooms. But after they go back out, you might be able to take the larger suites if you wish. But for the moment, you're in the last rooms there on the left. And she is directing this young crab in preparing a breakfast of boiled flavored grains that have been brought in from uh, an agri-world nearby and processed proteins and plant matter from this, the bay uh, that have been brought in from the sea. And as she notices you out there, she waves one of her arms, gives a few more directions to the crab, and then exits behind the bar and asks, If you'll need a bracer this morning in your calf or not to the two of you as way of greeting. Yeah, 
Uh, she adds a dollop of whiskey to one of the mugs of calf and uh, looks at you, Narset, and says, And you, dear? I'll just have some bacon. And the calf? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't drink that much the other night. I think it's cool that you have this young crab person that you're teaching how to cook pancakes. She, uh, sets, uh, well, she's already set down your calf, and she leaves the other mug close enough that should you decide you want some calf this morning, uh, Nar said it's right there. And she says, Oh, yes, well, the Salvex work all over town, or they did when there was work. But if they weren't here, we wouldn't do nearly as well during the winters as we do, so. Do they speak Galactic Basic? They obviously understand Galactic Basic. She says... The biology isn't there for it. But if you've got an ear for Wookiee or anything off of the normal linguistic patterns, then you should be able to pick it up quickly enough. You know what I want to try to do? I want to talk to uh, uh, the bartender lady who just gave us the coffee. and Sure. And She'll ask talk. What, uh, the three, what, do you, uh... what do you think about my armor if I walked into town right now? What would you say would happen? She She's looking at you and she goes... Well, that's stormtrooper armor, isn't it? But without the helmet, people would look twice, and then you're not a stormtrooper. You're definitely going to draw eyes. Yeah. People like, why is that trooper not wearing a helmet? Says, if you walk through town, everyone in town is going to notice because they're going to be confused as to who you are, young man. I think I'll take the uh, take the stuff off, but uh, uh, definitely like put it in a bag or something so I can sure. carry it with me. Absolutely. Zavix heads upstairs for a moment, and Birdie looks at you and she says, I'll be out with the bacon in a moment. She says, do you know if he'll be wanting anything? And she points after Zavix. Uh, he did drink a lot. I'm assuming... Didn't drink a lot. What is it, what is it that you, what is it that your apprentice is currently cooking? Oats meal. We import them from Laridor which is on the other side of Hut Space, but there is another colony of Salvex there. And we have a trade agreement with the human colonists. Bacon from the sea pigs. Let me have like a, you know, an appetizer-sized bowl of that for my friend, plus like a little shot of... I don't know him well enough. I don't know if he likes hot sauce or if he wants salt and pepper. So how about let's have like an applesauce, applesauce cup of what your apprentice is cooking plus maybe like a shot of sriracha. And if he eats it, he eats it. Appetizer gets you like a little smirk. Um, she says, okay. And as she heads back into the kitchen, she's speaking to herself that it's cute that uh, the core worlders have come to stay here instead of up at the casino. It's nice. And she's going to be back there for a few minutes. Certainly enough time for Zappix to Fucking come back prestige. down and go back to the, um, the calf. There is eventually a wire basket of condiments with a couple of different sauce bottles, as well as, you know, a couple of different mineral tubes of like different Savage, kinds I of, I don't know, you know, how you like your brains? Do you like your brains? Uh, do you want and some a bowl of, for your uh, brains, or do you want just salt and pepper? You know, it's oatmeal. <laughs> it's, oh, it's space oatmeal, oatmeal guys. Oh, it's space brains. oatmeal. It, yeah, it's it, grains. It's grains oh, and grains. liquid. Grains. Yeah. Grains, not brains. Grains. Oats I meal. Brains. I nah, dog. This is brains. not Temple of Doom. Yeah, no, I totally thought he said brains. 
with a B, not grains. That's funny. Anyway, so if, so yeah. if someone yeah. were to yeah. offer you yeah. brains, you'd be like, "Give me some sriracha on the side," and then we're then, now we're talking. <laughs> just learned about you. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> like, well, if that's the local cuisine, that's the yeah. Local when in cuisine. when in no, fucking man, Rome, like, I guess I'm not like oh, they're fall. aliens, so they eat weird, gross stuff. I'm not like that's my temple of dooming too. this, where it's like it's our first view of a primitive alien culture through outsiders' eyes. It's going to be something stereotypically gross and bad. No, it's man. It's going to be yeah, some like, basic-ass food that works for every physiology. Like, Yeah, this is not going to be John Carter of Mars when you guys meet the alien. McDonald's would kill 80% of the Star Wars universe. Well, that's why I said that there were varying kinds of mineral tubes in the wire basket, because you don't know what a tube full of sodium crystals is gonna do to somebody, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A, a poor slug man is just gonna shrivel up and die. Give that to Jabba, yep. <laughs> poor slug just man. Just throw a bucket Wait, of salt at him. Has anyone ever tried salting a hut? That's our secret weapon against the hut boss <laughs> at the end of this campaign, is salt grenade! Pocket salt! All we're gonna do is we're gonna read comments at the GM for the session. Here is all the salt. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the whole campaign's worth the comments that I haven't been reading. No. Uh, no. All right. So yes, so now that now that it's been established, it is in fact oatmeal and not brains. Yes, yes not brains, you. but grains. You have oatmeal. Uh, Narset is under the. Um, well, I'm she's got bacon. that. She has that young person's impression that because you drank a drink last night, you now have the hangover. You know I, thought what I, she, mean? I thought he had multiple. Oh, I must be thinking of the Gungan. Yeah, Let's you see, were hanging out with a Gungan who got trashed. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, completely yeah. tanked. So, all non-Arcanians look the same to Narset, right. is what I just heard. You know? No, I thought I just and, uh, mistook who drank. Really... Ah, Pantor. It's early Gungan. in the morning. Uh, I think I'll, I'll walk, uh, but I'm gonna start walking uh, or pay I'll them five five credits for the the, uh, the meal. Uh, I feel like that that would help a lot. Okay, yeah. Y'all leave 15 credits. Nice. Breakfast tip. Cool. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, especially since you she's see doing nice stuff with me. Some dock workers are heading in as you guys are heading out to get breakfast before they head down to work. Um, I want to walk with Zavix and try to get a feel for the town. Sure. That's exactly what I was thinking about doing. Is just walking through Absolutely. town, seeing what That's the workers are like, free. seeing what they're, if they're like sad to go to work or something like that, we're going to find out. Yes, exactly. So, so you guys head out of Birdie's Nest uh, into the market where you can see that a few stalls are already open. Food sellers who are getting some early business selling prepared lunches to some of the dock workers in the market building. You see the road out of town to your right. Most of the early risers are the Aqualesh. Apparently the Gregorian are sleeping in this morning. But to your left, as you exit Birdie's Nest, you see that Crab Town is already busy. There are a number of Salvaks moving in and out of the Longhouse, the largest building there in the uh, center of town. And as the sun starts to come up at the mouth of the bay, you can see that Salvax fishermen are already busy at work at their docks. Uh, aside from the area where the refinery at the gas works is directly pumping waste into the bay, the docks at Crabtown. Uh, are the only part of the bay that are not frozen over at this time of year. Uh, we're, I'm on my way to Zeef's place, but the gun shop I'm going to stop by first. Yeah, we're also trying to get a feel. We got a feel for what it's like to for these these. Uh, uh, yeah, who are I want, yeah, like it's, something calls to me about like 
what is the waste product that's being pumped into the water? Is that from the fuel refinery or is that like sewer waste? Uh, a question to ask in character to someone who might have knowledge about that, you know. Uh, as you head over there with the uh, financier okay. later, uh, you might be able to get that information from him. Um, you're getting the feel of town as you head out. These workers heading to work. At this point in the morning, they would briskly be on their way to work in droves at this time to get out and get the fishing started, and they are not. There is a trickle where there should be a steady flow of dock workers and fishermen on their way out, you know, in these early morning hours. And it's not. It's a couple of guys heading to get breakfast. Because again, the economic downturn, they're not working here in Fishtown the way they were. So it's early morning. The lights are not on yet at the stores here at the lower square, as it were, the healer, the gun store, and the droid shop. But you can see that uh, because it's an RPG and you're the main characters, you know, the proprietors are inside. It's just, you know, not open for business time yet. Sure. But you can see inside the gun shop that they've got along one wall a few suits of armor. All right, so the camera moves off of you in the lower square as you stand outside these darkened storefronts. Uh, it only shifts up about a block. Uh, that street to your right between the gun shop and the droid smith as it curves around there you can see uh, because he forgot to turn it off last night the still guttering orange halogens of Zeef's detective agency in an upper window and we push in through that upper window into Zeef's office where the received message light on his holonet uplink continues to blink ominously we push down the hallway and through the wall into Zeef's bedroom where the Gungan himself is sprawled on his back atop the covers of his bed, snoring away furiously. Uh, there is a half-drank bottle of electrolyte fluid placed there by Warm the Ithorian the night before. And uh, the snores just barely carry through the shut door out into the living space. Zeef, it's still far too early for a Gungan as hungover as you to wake up, so the camera continues to move past your body and out through the door to where the snores are finally moving through and into the ears of Worm the Ithorian, who has now, by this point, found a comfortable groove in the couch here in the living space. But what he has not gotten used to yet is the sound of an inebriated Gungan snoring it off the morning after. Warm. It's the morning after the night before, and most prominently in your mind from the night before is the fact that the company speeder got trashed by a bunch of skinheads. Other than that, I mean, the boss got shot, but that's happened before, and he got a stim pack in him. <laughs> All that bitching at the bar was just for free spotchka, and it worked. Totally. <laughs> so, um, I think Warm, he's kind of groggily getting woken by the sound of Zeef snoring even through the closed door of the bedroom where he put him la where he kind of helped him into bed last night uh, over his shoulder before uh, retreating to the couch and now he's woken him up again so uh, he's probably goes to use the refresher and then uh, yeah the whole time his mind is gonna be on the speeder and how uh, they just got it banged up last night and he just got done doing the repairs off after the speeder chase the night before and now he has to do the same Griffin thing again so he's gonna kind of leave Zeef to sleep it off after he's done 
and uh, he's going to head down to the garage where he can commiserate with uh, Stomper, who's the only other person who seems to give a crap about the mechanical side of this business and get to work on the speeder, repairing the damage from the night before. So it is going to be a hard mechanics check okay. with two setback dice, one for the fact that it is freezing cold in the garage this morning, even with the fusion lantern that Stomper turns on after you come in, um, because he's been keeping the speeder powered overnight. And uh, the second, because all of the damage was like deliberately targeted towards like specific components. And it's not just like banged up hole plating, you know, like they took time to smash out all four headlamps. It's okay. like vandalism, you know, and ordering, like, and sabotage. Stick a socket wrench, you know, in the grill on, like, the intakes and, like, deliberately just effed up your rot. But you've got a workshop right next door full of tools okay. uh, that you've been using for however many weeks you've been here. So that's a hard check with two setbacks? Mm -hmm. Correct, sir. And I'm going to spend a destiny point right off the back okay. and upgrade one of them, you know. All right. All right, well, Gonk, he's just going to give you some gonks of encouragement. One success. Gonk, gonk. All right, so you repair how many points of hull trauma? I don't have any. I got one success. I forget what that is off the top of my so, head. So, so what are you working on first? None of the damage was, like, debilitating. So what are you doing? Getting all these Imperial cogs off the paint job or replacing the headlamps or, you know, fixing um, the grill or what? You know, buffing out the scratches. I'd say probably getting, like, the headlamps and stuff, getting it, uh, kind of presentable, so it doesn't look like a piece of crap. Okay. So, yeah. So you spend your I morning mean, doing that, changing up the yeah. headlamps? Okay. Yep. Zeef, eventually the sound of repair work from downstairs cuts through the fog in your brain, and you awaken rudely in your bedroom on Iceball, as you have time. This the sound of warm cursing and and wrenches. Zeef wakes with a start and a, and a bit of a cold sweat and just, oh, Misa thinking Misa head gonna explode. Ugh, stagger out of the bedroom down the hall towards the sound of the mechanical clanking. Check in with Warren. All right, so down the stairs you find Warren in the front Department of the speeder reaching in and replacing the bulbs on the headlamps now that he's replaced the, uh, the plastic front um, that was broken out. That's the source of the dropped wrench as it slipped out as he was trying to reach in there and get at the back of this headlamp. But now you see your speeder and that comes back to you. Oh yes, the speeder was trashed and not just when you guys drove through the gas works, you know, at 70 kilometers an hour last night. Right, we fixed uh, it for the chase also, and now all over right, again. You didn't even remember what was going on, you know, when you left the uh, casino last night. Usually you guys don't drink up there, mm -hmm. you know. Those ruby gleels aren't even on the menu, you know, down in town. Uh, and you had two or three rubies, now that you, you think about three, it? three, yeah. Um, and, you know, on top of all the spots. And a lot of spots. Uh, right. So the headlamps like are back in, but there are plenty of Imperial cogs decorating the paint job of the company's speeder. I'm going to reach uh, down Stomper and... notices you come in and tugs at the leg of your overalls warm to let you know that uh, Zeef has come in. Uh, so Warm bangs his head 
his hammerhead on the underside of the uh, like hood as he's working, and curses again as he looks around at why Stomper is distracting him. Ah, maybe keep it down. Misa ear's kind of hurting this morning, man. I'll pick up the uh, I'll I just pick kind the wrench of back up and hand it to hand it to Warm too. Warm takes the wrench, but just kind of shakes his head in disgust at that he's having to deal with this on top of all of the bullshit of fixing the speeder right now. And uh, he goes back to fixing this land speeder. Zifa recognizes Warm's all-too-familiar, frustrated demeanor and kind of lets out a sigh. Uh, Misa did it again, huh? You could say that. Oh, how many this time? I got you out before you killed anyone. Ugh, small right, favors. Small favors, video. I guess. Stagger over to the to the workbench in the side of the room. Is this where the blinking light is, is happening? Or is that's that up in your office, but okay, there's that's... probably... I mean, Some kind there of might be a holodeck terminal down terminal here. For the, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so... I mean, it I makes think it's more sense. fun if we, if we still don't know about it, but... Also yeah. true. sure. I've got, you know what, I've got a dark side point right now that says, no, you have no idea. Okay, I got no that idea. Is only up like, what, four and I'm going to flip it. Yeah. Right, I'm flipping one of them now over to a light side point. Say, yeah, no, uh, you, you have no idea what's going on up there. Uh, Destiny Dark, the force is now balanced at too light and too dark uh, for the Destiny. Uh, because, no, you have no idea. That message is blinking away. Upstairs in your okay. office. And in that case, Zeef, uh, Zeef says to Warm, Man, I, there was something in that Ruby Bleels. I had, Misa had the craziest dream last night that we met these Jedi, and then we went, we got in a fight, and, and we, someone bought some Stormtrooper armor. Misa gotta stop drinking, man. Well, part of that was true. Yeah, we did, uh, we, we, you took on a case. Not sure why we did that. We still haven't finished the last one, but got another one now. Oh, well, at least, uh, Misa gonna get paid, right? Hopefully I, I can remember they, some of the details. Yeah, I was, I was hoping I might be able to get some of that. We got some repairs here still to do. I know they gave you an advance. Zeef, uh, Zeef checks his pockets and finds a couple credits that Zavix had given him back at the casino. Somehow he didn't manage to lose between there and here. Yeah, you were spending a pretty good sob story last night. So, And all that money came to you after you guys exited the bar. So. That's true. Hey, uh, hey Warren? Misa got, uh... Apologize to client written on my hand. Apologize to client. <laughs> it's misspelled, but uh, Misa wondering, is there a story here? Yeah, the the uh, woman you yeah. took the case from last night. Oh, uh, oh she God. found you at the bar. Oh and, no. Uh, oh no. It's all coming back now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no, Misa, Misa, yeah, screw. Z you have recollection. <laughs> Zeef has a moment of clarity and the dread sets in, like, oh, Misa, oh, no. Misa got some hollow calls to make. <laughs> well, you didn't shoot her, so there's that. Whew. Cool, just gotta, just ruin my PR. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, with that, I think Worm is just gonna be like, what have I got myself into? And continue trying to fix the speeder. And allow uh, Zeef, I'm assuming, to go make his calls. Yeah, I'm gonna sort of give Stomper like a good boy pat on the head and leave warm to the speeder. Sort of stagger away to, you know, like go through my hollow, like leave a message for the client and also like check my messages and stuff like that. General. Okay. See what I missed. Yeah. So you've got uh, a call light blinking um, as you sit down at the desk. Um, but are you gonna make the call or check the call first? 
Um, because as you recall, you did have an argument, like, and she had, it was like four or five brothers-in-law, you know, all there as well. It was and not, it was not a at pretty that time, sight. At that time, for whatever reason, they decided to like, play the bigger men and like, you know, Zeef's working on it right now. He's drunk, but he said he's working yeah, on that's, it. That's all thanks kind to Warren. That's the other reason why he's frustrated is because he saved my ass yeah. last night. Right, if their yeah. attitudes on that pivot, you know what I mean? Like, you could have, like, five burly Aqualish dock workers, you know, with, like, Stockman's hooks coming up here, mm, you know? Like a mob. So, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to leave a brief business-like message, like, hollow message for the, uh, the client saying, like, Hey, it's it's Zeef here. Go um, ahead and give me a charm check. Oh, good uh, idea. Okay. Yeah, the difficulty is imposed by your state of inebriation. That is it's to say, this is a. not a this is not a conversation. It's a pre-recorded message. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. So if you do terribly, you if you do ter <laughs> if you listen if you fail and have no threats. It'll be a, like a Michael gave, Scott breaking leave up with a, Jan a, situation. Then you leave a bad message, but there's no threats, so you get to roll it again. If you fail and there are threats, then you sent a bad message. You know I, what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. The threat and advantage part of the dice are already taking care of, like, the sub-outcomes. A failure is not a bad outcome in this game. Threats and despair are bad outcomes. A failure just means you, you didn't succeed. Gotcha, but I can always wipe now, it and re-record. Like, Mm -hmm. But a threat means yeah, you accidentally you have... hit send. Exactly. So you do not, you stumble over your words, but you don't mash send afterward. And you can make one more attempt, if you wish. I'm going to do uh, it. Before your new clients arrive downstairs and interrupt. I'm going to something. clear my throat, hawk a big old Gungan waterproof loogie, and try <laughs> it. One more time, same, same, same I mean, dice block. I think we right? should get a. Uh, I think we should get a reduced difficulty for. He's already practiced it once. Okay. So remove a setback. So one last... Yeah, still failure. Nope. Damn. This time you're just like you square up and you're like, mm, maybe not yet. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna. Yet. I'm gonna save myself professionally and not record this mm -hmm. message yet. You uh, one eye is spying the blinking incoming, you know, saved message light as you move your hand away from deleting that last recording. Um, but the other uh, is down the hallway towards the um, the calf pot that is in the kitchenette. <laughs> so my uh, eyes are yeah. like doing this. <laughs> you're a gungan. They're on that's, fucking swivels, that's true. bro. That's like, absolutely you're like, true. You're a frog, right? Isn't that part of the whole frog deal? I would like that... to um, just play back the message and as I'm listening to it, walk over and grab some calf. Okay, so uh, as you head down the hallway into your apartment to grab calf, because the pot here in the office is empty, you hear a message. Uh, it's a voice from your past, just about the last friend you have left on Shaddaa. After you burned all your bridges with your former gangmates, when uh, you all went down for first job that you ever attempted for the Carcaro brothers, right. you let one guy know where you figured you were heading. And two or three times over the last five years, you guys kept in contact just a little bit, you know, testing the waters. And it's a message from him. And it's very brief. And it just says, Zeefy, bad news, man. It's the boys. I heard parole came up. So, 
as you're sitting there with the calf pouring over the rim of your mug into the drain in the kitchenette, the message loops again, and you hear this voice from your past telling you, Zephy, bad news, man. The boys, their paroles come up. After it plays a third time, it clicks off. Things uh, just got a lot worse for Zeph. Narset, Zavix, if you had been having, heading towards Zeph after stopping in the lower square, you would be there now. But you said the gun store wasn't open yet? No, not yet. It's still early, like I said, like six in the morning. You but... could bang on the window and the shopkeep is there. He'll like, what the fuck yes. do you want? Yeah, but you guys are the like player characters peruse. and he will, yeah, he'll open Be the like, door. like, bitch, we're gonna hunt open for four hours. <laughs> right? Yeah. Haven't you played an RPG before? We don't open until eight. Okay, Go at... find a bench to sit down on and look at Zavix. I definitely look at Zavix with the idea of like, so Zavix, I was talk like I was talking to our friends the other night and about like that car chase that we saw them in, and they were tell and uh, the Gungan was telling me about like a case that he's working on where like a factory worker OD'd on some shit. Since we're walking in town, should we check? Should we check bases with Zeef, or should we head straight over to the club where our contacts are? I think we should uh, walk towards Zeef's place. All right, yeah, so you guys arrive uh, just as Zeef is failing his second social check there and uh, listening to his ominous hollow message. Uh, and the front boys, door. you mean the shark boys? Mm -mm. Uh, no, the boys are my crew. Gang. His old uh, crew, which went to jail on Nar Shaddaa, is crew. now up on parole. Or that's, that's how it works, right? Yeah, I know about they get group as a gang because that no, totally I mean, makes... it might be one guy or another. I don't have Zeke, you didn't give me any names or descriptions of any of these boys, and I haven't come up with them yet. But so, one of the boys, their names they're are Beef, Deef, Leaf, and Neef, and they're my cousins. I'm just kidding, do not do that. Awesome. I... Oh, god. <laughs> so, basically, not the, boys, from the, water. the boys is my former Squirtle squad. Yes, gotcha. may or may not have been doing time directly because of something I did, possibly. We don't Ooh, know. Okay. Um, but either way, it's not good news for me that they're out of prison. So, yeah. But, but y'all don't but know Narset about that. has no idea all. about that. So, yeah. So, uh, is the door? Sec did you open the unsecure the main door uh, when you woke up this morning? I mean, I figured there's a still door closed bell. from. Yeah, there is certainly. Yeah, there's one that rings up in the office, and then there's one that rings. Uh, I feel like I probably space. forgot to do that when I came home, but Warren probably so had presence of mind to lock it this morning I mean, when he got up. I assume we would ring yeah. the doorbell yeah. first. Okay. I would assume so, I locked it. I wasn't I wasn't wasted, so So you guys signal for your entry. Uh Warham, uh go ahead and give me another mechanics check for the second stage. You know, maybe you'll generate some advantage and actually already had those paints, like in a you know, a lower cupboard or something. Because you um, bought them previously. Uh, does his proximity to the to the fusion torch generate enough heat to remove that setback? Also, since it's like right, it already him. did take oh, okay. one of them off. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you record you repair two more of the four points of damage. So there's still some. You don't get it to those grills yet, but uh, you know you do find advantageously not just the right colors of paint but also some working tools to apply it with to fix up all these imperial cogs that were painted on the bodywork and you find some uh clear bonding compound to put in the crack on the windshield 
it won't be perfect, but you know, until you can get a replacement, it'll be as strong as it was before. Okay. At least. And the crack was on the passenger side, so you think you'll be able to. With eyesight like yours, you're like, what blind spot? I can see in 270 <laughs> degrees. Exactly. Are you kidding me? My field of view is enormous. Yeah. As you're finishing that up, you hear the buzzing from the bell. So, um, Worm, uh, kind of wipes his hands with a, uh, greasy rag and kind of, uh, pats Stomper on the head as he goes past and thanks and calls up the stairs to Zeef. Uh, I think we got guests. And then, uh, walks to the front door to unlock it and see, uh, who's out there. Uh, it's the two off-worlders from the night before. Combo. For the record, uh, Zeef hears Warm call it out, but he does not respond. There's no response from inside the closed office door. Right now, it's hangover, burned hand, and brain, you know, is full of this message are all mm. of the stimuli Zeef can handle. Exactly. Uh, at the moment. Super They're all size, warring super for visions. supremacy. All warring for supremacy within your tiny Gungan brain at the moment. Um... Yeah, so the Ithorian from the night before, and not the extremely drunk Gungan. Misa thinking uh, too many tots. Is <laughs> is standing uh, inside the the door when it opens. Yeah, the offworlders are here. Uh, uh, so uh, Warm just he he presses the button on the side, the door slides open. And it's just like kind of early, aren't you? Yeah, we're on that jet lag. We weren't. We didn't quite realize that it was six a.m planetary time is it okay if we come in <laughs> are you awake is it all right we were supposed to meet these like higher up people at the casino for a potential volcano factory tour but since we realized it's you know 6 30 a.m they're probably not there yet well i think you're on retainer so it's probably fine if you want to come in and have a seat until it's warmed up a little master zavix i uh, i just follow in Okay, so uh, Worm's gonna kind of lead them upstairs to the uh, living area and uh, direct them to the Ithorian imprinted couch if they want to have a seat. All right. Uh, Zephus, uh, you said you headed back into your office for yeah, a thing? Yeah, I'm Zeph? in the office with the, the door closed. I'm aware that the guests are here, but I'm like, got my blaster rifle out on the table. I'm like checking my sap gloves, going through my bug out bag. I'm like, he's kind of freaking out, just making sure that all of his like stuff is like ready if he All right. needs it. Like, Do either of the Jedi want to make a sense power check to see if you can sense the emotions or thoughts of anyone who's nearby or not? Anyone with I large no. ears who might be freaking out? I know that Narset Jin is always asking questions about what's going on in her surroundings. Now's the time to, via game mechanics, possibly gain some of that insight. Um, I was gonna you say, have basic sense, take... so you can sense the thoughts you can sense the number of living beings around you, and you can sense the current emotional state of one living target. Oh, you have to be at engaged range with them to sense their emotions. You can't even counselor Troy at a di distance yet. So you'd have to like literally say, like, be at touch range. He obviously ran. He obviously ran to his office from the kitchen when we came in. So my question was going to be like, did we hear him? Like, did we hear him run across the ceiling floor from one room to the other room sort of a thing? Probably heard or... me trip, too, because I'm a Gungan. <laughs> Do we hear heavy steps? It's like thump, 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 trip, fart, thump, 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 thump. 
Um, you did, yeah, with four successes. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, you do indeed hear him. So uh, as we go into the as we go into the scrambling. living space, we definitely like. I say to Master Zavix, like, well, he was certainly in a hurry about something when we came in, but uh, War Warm's in the room also, right? Uh, I uh, imagine Worm, he's going to leave shortly. You. Well, Worm directed you to the couch, and now he's uh, heading towards the kitchenette to get himself a cup of calf, also. Then I look to Warham and ask how you two are, are feeling this morning. Uh, Warham uh, kind of nods over his drink and says, I'm fine. What would cause Not Zeef? <laughs> Not so sure about Zeef? I was going to say, he seemed like he was in a hurry when we came in. Yeah. If he'd run into the refresher, you would already have the answer for the Warren. But because he scrambled into the but office... he ran into the office, yeah. Right, so it's less certain. Maybe I was just standing um, there without my pants on, and then the door opened. And so I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. You know, you never could yeah. be I, I don't think he's, you I don't think he's super your concerned. They're official he's, pants. And, and, and he just thinks that... I yeah, keep he's a pair of still... pants in every room, just in case. It's necessary uh, in my line of work. Worm kind of looks over his calf and just said, yeah, he had a lot to drink last night, but, uh, you know, he's coming around. Um, we noticed a lot less workers this morning potentially going to the factory. Like, is there a reason why there might be more workers versus others? Or how long have you been on this ice planet yourself? I've only have been here, noticed... uh, Worm tells him that, uh, he's been here about a month, um, on planet. Oh, it's but like he doesn't have, he doesn't have... two seasons. Yeah, so he hasn't he hasn't been here for uh, that long, and he hasn't really noticed. He doesn't know what like a normal level of traffic should be in the first place. So uh, he just says uh, Zeef might know. He's been here a few years, but uh, I'm not too familiar. Uh, you notice that Zeef's mug of calf is on its side. Yeah, that's true. I dropped it when I ran in. Yeah, so I kind of take a sip and and. As I as I look down, I see the uh, the mug in the bottom of the sink, and uh, that's kind of unusual with how much he drank last night. I figured he'd have this with him, and uh, so I go over to uh, the office door and just give it a knock and ask if uh, everything's all right in there. Way smarter than just opening it up. I wanted you to hand it to the Jedi who would just barge in. <laughs> I got a cup of coffee and a bunch of questions. And my name's Narset Jin, and I'm not leaving until I've got answers. With how on edge I am, to... I probably would have opened fire on the doorway. I'm yeah, like, right. I know, that's why I, was, that's oh, why I wanted him to hand it to a Jedi who would just burst through the door instead of knocking and asking first. Uh, like with this, sensible with the amount of dark side points we have, you gotta knock first. It's even. It's, it's balanced it's out It's even now, point. yeah. I made okay. sure to spend yeah. those points on purpose to even out the force. That's fair. Um, all right, so Zeef, you hear the you hear a you a open knock. A, you open the door and barely miss a blaster bolt. <laughs> you hear a knock. Well, nah, you've got a you could have, you know, conf Jedi confirmed as the lightsaber deflect. Right. Um, that was that was the scene that could have happened, but instead you hear the knock and the synthesized bassy rumble of your uh, Ithorian roommate from the other side of the door, inquiring to your well-being. So that's so you yeah. So I open the door around. and I tell Warm, I'm like. It's it's the boys. Like I just I just found out. They're, this changes everything. They're they're out. They're gonna come find me. I know it. Sounds like you need transport off world. Yeah, most likely. It's a safe bet they know I'm out here. Well, if we can get my ship out, I'll get you out of here. But I can't I can't go back to the fleet empty-handed. 
Alright, well, uh, we've got an appointment to go see the spider later, so maybe we can ask him to get Vork to approve the fuel the fuel transfer that you were trying to do, and then we can finally get that ship out of the impound. Oh, how much... Sounds good to me. How much is it going to cost credit-wise to get your ship out of the impound? I'm imagining see, that's so, a narrative. That is a narrative amount, because the yes. minute I set a number to it, David's going to be like, I could win that. And right, then exactly. it's just going to be like a couple okay. of sessions at the betting table until Zavix has that many, many credits. So I know how this works. It is a, it, yeah, it, it needs, the fines are so high that he needs somebody in authority to be like, no, 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 all of that is waived because now you're doing the deal and you're just leaving like none of this ever happened. And stealing the ship's not an happy. issue because docking clamps, etc. Like we've got to Yeah, I mean, fine. you could... I. No, y'all could totally do that, but it's going to burn a lot of bridges that you guys, you know, could also... Like, it's all about which factions on this planet you want to build or burn bridges. Like, you're at the bridge-building phase of the game where you could build bridges with all of the factions, and then at some point, depending on who you want to keep building those bridges with, they might want you to blow up some bridges or, you know, mm -hmm. stop building bridges or whatever, you know what I mean? Okay. And, and then we'll continue on, but you could be like, no, we're going to go the route where fuck the huts, and we're going to break his ship out and leave in a blaze of glory. And that's also an option. That's Star Wars, baby. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The huts won't be an ally for the next phase of the campaign. But that is also cool and exciting. And Maybe I have when, no problem uh, with doing. Uh, it's, it it's a question for your characters to decide, like, how they want to go, like, with, like, so who, who are we going to be allies with or not? And gotcha. You, only just y'all know them but like the situation has changed enough that like these negotiations you're making are like establishing the new set of normal for you know the part of the campaign will be on the planet and like the jedi are also shaking things up just by being here and whatever they're going to do with the information they find you know so it's gonna be like as you leave iceball here's all the changes that happened to places that you've been involved with well, it's going to be very Fallout as you guys leave, and we'll talk about all the things you've done as you leave, and then we'll, you know, take a break and go into the next place, where instead of different places on one planet, you'll go to different planets as locations, and every planet's only going to have one place you can visit, and it's going to be really fucking confused, like, why do all these planets only have one bio? You know? That's, that that's what makes it Star Wars. Exactly, you know? To be continued.